Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to Two Views Movies Podcast, a podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today is our April preview episode. So similar to the March preview episode, what we're going to do is go through the movies coming out in April. Not all of them, but either ones we're interested in or ones that we think we're going to go try and see and talk about in future episodes. And looking at the April calendar this year, a little slim pickings, don't you think, through the... Through what was there? It definitely would have been if uh, <laughs> yeah, if Avengers didn't move up. Yeah, but now we have the added scenario of looking ahead to May is also pretty thin. So April and May are going to be a little dicey, I think, in terms of what's going to be worth seeing out in theaters. There's definitely some big ones coming, but the volume is not there, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Not a lot of releases consistently every week. We've got them spread out. So in that regards, uh, if you guys have anything you want us to cover in April or May, Hop over to twoviewsmovies.com and leave us a message. Check us out on Twitter. Let us know if there's an older movie you'd like us to check out. And we can we can go through and check it out and talk about it on a future episode. So be sure to do that. Otherwise, we may pick one ourselves and go through just to fill the, fill the gap a little bit, I think. But on to April. Let's start with, I guess we're going to call it Blockers. It's to called, be, it's to called, be PG. It's called Blockers, yes. Right. But they put the rooster on. It's uh, definitely cock blockers. Yes. I think it looks hilarious. And I think that's going too far. Whoa, too far? Too far. I don't think it'll be hilarious. I oh, think, man. I think it'll be middle-of-the-road comedy. Oh, it's possible, for sure. I don't think it'll be hilarious. Uh, I think it has potential. I mean, so the gist of the story is the parents of some high school seniors, I think it is, who are getting ready to go to prom. Parents find out that there's like a sex pact that they're going to have. They're all going to lose their virginity. Right, because that's what every school does when it's prom right i mean such such a real thing but the real funny just of it is it's leslie mann who's pretty funny and it even maybe it's because of her but it feels like uh this is 40 meets american pie like he's got kind of a couple of movies going on the american pie is covering the high school promish piece of it and that this is 40 is covering what the parents reaction is to all of that so that's what it feels like to me but the gist is the parents are going to try and stop this from happening yeah and, and i really like her i think she's, yeah, she's funny to me, it's all going to depend on John Cena. <laughs> and so far in the trailer, he's pretty funny. Like He's what I kind of wanted him to be or do in Daddy's Home 2, but he was worthless in Daddy's Home 2. The whole movie sucked. We, we, you know, we've both seen that and talked about it in the past, but Cena as the conservative, straight-laced dad wearing the cargo shorts, and he kills me because he's wearing the... Um, He's got the big cell phone, but it's on the belt buckle it's clip, on the belt buckle. which is like the uh, modern day version of dads wearing fanny packs. So to me, it's all going to revolve, I think, around John Cena and what he can do. And so far from the trailer, I have high hopes for what Cena can do. See, and and I, I agree. I think it does depend on on John Cena, but uh, I don't have that high hopes for him. I think he's he has the capability. I know what's going on with you. Because <laughs> he's not the rock, right? You're feeling challenged <laughs> that 2018 John Cena could have the best movie out of oh, him and the Rock. Oh, that's definitely not true. That mm, is definitely not true. Interesting. Uh, the, I don't know. Uh, Maybe let's let's we might have a side bet on this. <laughs> All right, and by best is very relative. <laughs> right. Of that. We can figure out some metrics. But John, I mean John Cena, he's, he's wearing his his shorts as always. Yeah, you know. Um, and then the 
we get the butt chugging uh, <laughs> scene, which yeah. it, is that a real thing? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, I've heard of it. You've heard I've of it. I've not participated. You've not, you've that not, I'm willing to say on a podcast. You've not butt chugged a beer before. <laughs> right. But uh, even saying that's funny. See, it's already a funny movie. And maybe had I heard of that before, I'd know that's a thing. <laughs> Apparently, that's pe- what people do. But right. uh, I mean, there there could be uh, actually. Was, who's the other guy? Was the the third guy? Yeah, uh, he's in Neighbors. Yes, uh, and Neighbors too. Um, yeah, he was in. Um, he's in Semi Pro. He is yeah. the boyfriend of the lady that Woody Harrelson likes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing the Manix jersey and stuff. <laughs> I don't know his name, but he's been in a lot of stuff. And, and I, I find him pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and so he he's always been a side character, and you kind of throw in his one-liners, and so I think he he does very well with that, and I yeah. think he'll do that again. And so I think uh, again, I don't I don't know if this will be all that funny, but I'm I'm glad that that you think it's going to be one of the yeah. I think it's going to be funny. I have I a pro- have funny parts. I have sure. a problem with comedies. Like most of the time when I see them in trailers and even I think most people, or I shouldn't say most people, but like I go through and try to think about the comedies over the past years and there's some standout ones for sure. But then there's just a lot of not good comedies. It seems like there's very few in between for me. Like it's either not good or it's pretty funny. Well, see, I think and what what takes away from me is the over the topness. So sure. from Daddy's home of oh the, yeah the motorcycle driving around the the house, you know sure the, yeah it, it keep it it can be funny still grounded in reality and and I feel like this is going to go. I mean, I saw John Cena grab the guy and you know, <laughs> yeah. swing him and throw him, right. which I have no doubt that John Cena <laughs> could do. Right, um, but I have a feeling there's going to be some other scenes, you know, that that may take it. Yeah. Too ridiculous. Well, they're... Oh, and they're, they're driving, the driving, yeah. the Fast and the Fury. It's, yeah. Uh, so it's it, like... Which, which, that was all fine, right? The what would Vin Diesel do? That's a good joke. For sure. But then somehow the car ends up like Straight completely up vertical. It's like, right. oh, yeah, that might be a little too much. I, I can definitely agree with you there. I'll see it. I'll see oh, it. Yeah. And, and uh, they, they think it'll be funny. I don't think it's going to go down as one of the all-time, all-time greats. Oh, no. I, and I hilarious is overused. And I'm not trying to say that it'll be an all-time great. But I, I think it could be very solid. So I did some looking up. It's by the writer of pitch perfect. Okay. It's her first directing role ever, but I'm one of the people we've, we've talked about this on the side, but I didn't like pitch perfect three at all. It was nonsense and garbage, but I actually have come to enjoy pitch perfect one and two, and they have a good amount of slightly crude humor in there. It's not, it's not nothing in pitch perfect one or two is over the top. It's all kind of nuanced in its humor a little bit. Nuance is probably too artsy of a word for pitch perfect. But what I'm saying is they didn't do a lot of the over the top stuff. Um, So, and and it's very adultish kind of what you can pick up on. So I I have a little bit of hopes now that I'm like, okay, pitch perfect one and two. I enjoy those. And this seems like a, this is 40 super bad, whatever kind of vibe to it. So yeah, I'm on board. I'm not as high expectations, but, uh, but I think, uh, I think it'd be, De- definitely watchable. Do you have a range? I have a range of, oh, I think it'll be between two and three and a half. Oh, okay. That's my that's my oh, range. So that's that's pretty good. We are off by a half star. I said two and a half to four. Let's see. I don't, I don't think I get to four level, but uh, I'm saying four is the ceiling. Yeah. I, so it's going to have to be pretty awesome to hit four, but it it could get there. I think. I, which, if you take it, then that means the more statistical likelihood for me is like three, three and a half. The lower amount of ridiculousness i think uh and which is weird to say in a comedy right uh but it, no, it's all know. about finding that right blend like i don't even, um did you see the house with will ferrell and amy poehler <laughs> yeah that that had some ridiculous stuff in it but it also was uh, surprisingly funny for me well anything with will ferrell you you, you put him you just put his face Except for daddy's on. home too 
Well, every time that he was in, you know, <laughs> you every, every, every scene, scene he was in. every scene, just his face <laughs> yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah. You know, I don't care what he's doing. Right. Uh, he's just, he's just so funny. <laughs> you know, you can get around some very bad scripts uh, with just putting Will Ferrell Riffin on right. there and he's, uh, he's making up his own stuff as he goes. Yeah. That's about where I'm set at on expectations for this is the house, which I think I gave it like a three or three and a half, but I, the range is there for me. I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I don't, comedies just don't land with me all that much so when i see one that even from the trailer i'm like oh okay that looks i get kind of excited for it because comedies for me come few and far between see and i think this one is benefiting from the lack of other things around it uh coming out oh sure and uh, the fact that we have movie pass and so uh, (laughs) if if it weren't for that i probably wouldn't wouldn't have seen this in theater but uh but i think we we definitely will when it comes out you know it's gonna do good because of the wrestling crowd right because the everybody's going to want to go see John Cena. John Cena. Do you think chugging? they'll be able to see him? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't see me. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Unnecessary. <laughs> but I had to do it. I had to do it. The next one. So I've been super pumped for this one since I saw the trailer for it. I, I feel like maybe back in the fall. I, it's been a while since I've seen the first trailer, and they just released a new one that I saw before Red Sparrow. But a quiet place from John Krasinski and. Well, he's directing it and he's in it. And then Emily Blunt, his wife, is in it as well. I I am all on board with this movie. Jim Halpert? It looks so good. I'm anxious to see that concept throughout the entire movie. Yes. I actually have that specific note. If they bail... So, okay. So, let's let's tell everybody if they haven't seen it. So, go watch the trailer. But they don't give you much about this movie. Something's gone on in the world. There's something that is making people have to be deadly silent because if you make noise, something is going to hear it. It's going to come hunt you and it's going to get you. Right. And it looks like a creature of immense size based on the scratches on the wall. So did you see, did you watch both trailers? I think so. Okay. So the one trailer came out a while ago and they, they never confirmed what, if anything it was right. Right. The newest trailer I saw, the scene where Emily Blunt's in the bathtub right. and screaming that shows like a, a hand or something uh, like reaching up on the wall. So my fear with well, the first trailer was, uh, how are they going to try and pull the rug out from underneath us that this is not really what it is? But now I think they're actually committing to the fact that it's a monster movie or something to that effect, which I'm happy because I I wanted it very much to be that. But back to what you were originally saying before I kind of took us on a sidetrack. If the gist of the trailer and of the movie is that you need to be silent, I'm one of those people that want the movie to go to the nth degree, meaning I will be thrilled if it's like essentially a silent movie. If they don't talk, if there's 20 words the whole movie, I will freaking flip out. I will love that. Yeah, and that and that's what I wonder is, is one, how are they going to do that? And two, would I want to see an entire movie with them not talking? Right. And if it's like the trailer, it's very suspenseful in the trailer yeah. of how they go about... Uh, just living their life without sound. Yeah. You know, and how they've adapted it. They're playing Monopoly with little cloth things. Mm-hmm. So they're not making any noise. And they have uh, uh, on the floor in their house, they have they paint- footsteps marks painted where you can step where the floor won't creak is what I'm assuming yep. that is. Yep. Genius. We could use that. And there's <laughs> in our house, there's something going on too with um, the lights. They have strings of lights everywhere and they're white. But the trailer implies that when something's going on, they turn red. They turn red as like some kind of warding system. Commit to the silence. Even if I got to the end of the movie and I didn't enjoy it, but they had committed to the silence aspect, 
I would so appreciate that just for what it tried to do. Like I'm okay with movies going out on a limb and doing that instead of, cause what w- the worst case scenario for me is that they bail on this silent concept in the first 15 minutes. And then it's a normal movie. That would be so frustrating. I'd be so immediately distracted in the movie. I'd be so angry. I don't even know that I could enjoy the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, and I think, uh, I think we'll get some, something has to tell the backstory on it, right? Sure. Yeah, cause it, it's like the, the world, basically these creatures have changed the world and they have found out a way to survive yeah. by, by not, not being noisy yeah because the second trailer opened with something that the first one didn't which is like a girl standing there in front of a bunch of tvs and it shows like military and newspaper clips really fast so kind of alluding to something went on and we tried to stop it and it didn't quite work out so yeah that's got to be in there somewhere and so whether you put that at the very beginning or and again yes i I realize there has to be some setup at some point somebody's going to talk i'm just saying for as much as possible stick to the thing that you're selling me on because it's a really cool concept that i can't remember anything kind of like this so i i'm on board it i will say it feels very shamalanish it's a new word meaning it feels like a hybrid of signs in the village in, in some ways and that's where i kind of was going with my comment about getting the rug pulled out from underneath me is the village kind of and that's that's m night Shyamalan's thing right he sells you on a twist or whatever twist. the twist in the village was just eh. and so if this happens in this movie i will probably be a little unhappy, but to me, again, it goes back on the concept of you're selling me on. Everybody's got to stay quiet. Let's do it. Yeah. The second trailer, it showed. So the, the one scene that they always end on is Emily Blunt in the bathtub, in the bathtub. screaming. Do you know why she's screaming? Did... I think she's pregnant, right? Yeah, she's she having a baby. Yeah. She's got to be quiet. I didn't get that until the second trailer. I was like, oh, man. And that's, <laughs> yeah, they make you silence. think that's the scene where the hand comes up. God, this movie looks freaking amazing. Emily Blunt, I love Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I just watched that again. That that's where it really got me hooked on her. Yeah, and then Sicario, uh, yes. she's gr- great in that. Yeah, uh, so I'm all on board for that. Jim, uh, I just saw him in Thirteen Hours. Is that good? I haven't seen that yet. No. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's a military movie. That, yeah. that's, that's okay. But surprised Clint Eastwood didn't direct it. <laughs> but he is jacked in that. So oh yeah, he he's a he's a monster. He's not Jim Halpert anymore. Right. He, you know he's Jack Ryan too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that either. And he, uh, you could tell he's. He's always been in consideration for superhero movies, yeah. you know, Captain America back in the day, but he's definitely put himself on the, I'm, I'm big now, yeah. you know, map, but I'm, I've, I've always liked him. So I'm, I'm anxious to see how this all, all goes down. Yeah. I am super excited. Jess is too. My wife, she's, as soon as we saw that first trailer, we were like, yep, we are going to see that. See, I think this has a big range. Oh, sure. Absolutely. This, this could go, this could go five stars Yes, all the way down to two. Yes. So I put mine at three to five is what I personally think mine will be, but you're entirely right. It could go very, very south. And I think that's because I don't think that's anything to say about what we've seen in the trailers. I just think that with horror-ish type movies, floor goes real low on horror movies. But it's also easier to get a five because I compare my horror movies to other other horror movies. Right. So there's not a lot of great horror movies. Mm -hmm. So it could get to a five, yeah. But again, the suspense—that's uh, where I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we're just edge of the seat the whole time. And, and it hasn't—it doesn't seem like it's given us much, right? Like, right. I—I I feel like even the second trailer it gave me a little bit more, but it was really kind of just extending a little bit the same scenes that you had seen before. So I don't feel like it's giving anything away, which is how I want my trailers. Yeah, exactly. I they, honestly, they, they, I would have been fine without the second trailer, but it wasn't much. So I'm, I'm good with what yeah, I got. But. They hooked me already, so let's, uh, let's go. Yeah, let's I'm so it. excited for that. I, we will see that before we see Blockers on the first weekend of April. 
it'll be a quiet place for sure. I will be, yeah. we will do whatever we need to to send our kids away for the night so we can go watch that because <laughs> Jess is so excited. So I'm between three and a five. You said two to five? Two to five. Yeah. yeah. That's I, fair. I, I think it's probably, I think it'll be, I'll probably land at, at three and a half. Right. That's what I'm expecting, but it could go. Yeah. It has the ability to do that, I think. Fair. I'm going to let you talk about this next one because yes. I don't know why you're even excited or why you um, want to see I'm it. I'm very excited. So, and I'm going to get a little background. When you're talking about Mario Kart and mm -hmm. talking about what I gravitate towards, I, I go to Donkey Kong. <laughs> I go to King Kong, you know, right. when I'm watching a movie. Like these, these are the... You're wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. The, the big... The big monsters and i wore this for you today because yeah. i you like jurassic park you don't but you don't enjoy the sequels no at all no so with mario kart with super smash brothers with mario party you know always donkey kong always but it all started with rampage the game for nintendo right where i was george always always the monkey always the big gorilla that's <laughs> destroying the city friends would be lizzie i think is the, the lizard yeah and then uh, they had the wolf as well. Yep. Uh, but I was always always the monkey, and it all it all started with King Kong and with Rampage, and that's it's so exciting that not only do I get that, but I get Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that same movie, who I have a massive man crush. Now, mind you, he doesn't make the the best choices, but he's got so much potential in the, right in in there that I'm, I'm glad you're at least willing to admit that unlike an earlier episode where you would not move off of joel edgerton and warrior you can at least acknowledge that the rock has flaws he he has flaws in his agent and his yes. choices yeah uh, physically he has no flaws. physically he has no 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 flaws that's right. he's it's just unbelievable how he keeps making these types of movies clearly but, clearly he's He's looking at box office dominance, right? That's the goal he set for himself. He's not trying to win Oscars. He's not trying to be considered the best actor in Hollywood because he's made his movies have made stupid, stupid. Right. I mean, I haven't looked this up, but surely he's number one or in the top five he has earnings. To be I mean, it's unbelievable. He has to be. And for somebody who has not been in a Marvel or DC movie yet. Right. To have these kind of numbers yeah. is... Yeah, you're right. He's not like, getting the lift of those franchises. Right. Yeah, you're right. And he really doesn't have a franchise yet, right? No. And and, uh, and you and I have talked about this before. If he doesn't have that that Rambo... That he's to not go going to. for it. I don't think we're going to get it. No. Not until he's older and the tide's turned a little bit. While he's in this stage of his life, he is straight disaster movie, plain action movie... Some comedies well, on the side. He's just, he's going to do everything. I bet he'll get a rom-com in there at some point. He's, I think the gritty action movie will be the last on his list. Well, I think, well, his series, I guess is Fast and Furious that he's kind of taken over. Yeah. And he's getting a spinoff there. So Hobbs is kind of the one that sure. he's, he's taken, but he didn't build that. Yeah. I thought he definitely revitalized that for sure. sure. But no, this, this movie here is exactly, so I've seen the, a couple trailers, and it's exactly what I'm wanting out of this. Is not only is George the monkey destroying the gorilla, excuse me, destroying mm -hmm. the city, but he's also on the same side as the rock. So they're doing it together. Right. right. Whatever they're doing together, this is it's a it's a mindless just <laughs> yeah, it is sma that. smash. And I get my monsters, and I get the rock, and he's already hit. there's like. 10 one-liners already yeah. in the trailer <laughs> that, you, that it just looks like he's enjoying himself in that as well. So I'm, I'm excited. Right. Uh, I, I know what it is, but I'm excited. I'm very, very amped up for this movie. The plot could not be any more straightforward, right? It's 
he's an animal trainer. Um, something shows up that converts George from a normal gorilla into some super gorilla. And whatever that thing that did that does it to other animals and lots of destruction afterwards, and right? Destruction. And I feel like they're going to get there pretty quick. I and, hope. Uh, oh, yeah. So, get so, the whole so, thing so that's, over quick. So that's the, <laughs> that, that's the downside of this is I hope they don't spend too much time on the front end. Yeah. And just let it go on the back end. Right. And so you also have uh, Negan uh, from Walking yeah. Dead mm-hmm. uh, as, I guess, the bad guy. Uh, he's the government person who wants to to cage george right this movie feels like jurassic world it does you have chris pratt training velociraptors and some people trying to control the dinosaurs and then chaos ensues and chris pratt who has trained them tries to get them back under control and they end up fighting the t-rex and the other monster to help chris pratt this movie rock trains the gorilla something happens to the gorilla everybody wants to do something to him the rock uses his training with the gorilla to partner up and then they go take on the other monsters it's jurassic world with the rock and instead of dinosaurs large monsters which, it, exactly. large animals which is better so yeah okay so i'm i'm excited yeah i can tell where so are you this at this is then? all my where, all, where's all your my childhood and, oh, and adult crushes all all rolled into one it it has a big range on this one as well. Oh, maybe you're being honest at least then. Um, has a range all the way down to four stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to like this much more than most. Yes. I think uh, three to Oh my three, God. Three Your floor is three. I think my floor is three. I don't think there's any way that I could not. You are ridiculous. From what I've seen in the trailer, I mean, I know what I'm getting. It's, it's like That's... watching a Transformers movie or Pacific Rim. Yes, and but... those movies deserve a floor of like one. Because they're robots that I don't know. But these, I know oh these characters. This is, this is almost worse than your Marvel bias. There's a little bit of Marvel bias, yes. Unbelievable. Those, but this is, you put in The Rock with Rampage. This is what started everything. No, everything. this is crazy. My range is one to three. <laughs> one to three? Yes, you one can't get three. better than a three? I doubt it. Nah. I highly doubt it. No way. Well, I, well, look, this... I've seen enough of these movies. I've seen San Andreas. I've seen all the other this stuff. Is, this is not comparable to San Andreas. It's San Andreas with monsters. Which changes the whole movie. No, it, it doesn't. It does He's not, not change it. saving his Godzilla wife and will be better than this. Godzilla will be a... Godzilla will ha- is will be, better than what this will be. It will be... Which Godzilla? The new the one? The new one. The new one they're making, and the new one. No, out. the one we saw a few years ago. You never even saw Godzilla. I don't care. Movie. It was still a good movie. This yeah. will not be a good movie. Well, you know this. This is an action movie. I don't care. It can still be bad. <laughs> I mean, an action movie that you can actually see the fighting. So it's not. It's better than Transformers already. It's not uh, just a bunch of robots and metal meshed around. This is ridiculous. I'm Say excited. your range again. I'm excited. Your range is three start- to four. Jesus. May- three, three to five. God, Get you're ridiculous. I am only just now realizing that your rock bias is worse than your Marvel bias. Well, no. I don't agree with that because I've seen skyscraper trailers. (laughs) And And what's your thought on that? Four? Floor of four? (laughs) No, that doesn't look good. Unfortunately. What do you mean it doesn't look good? It's like the same. It's not the same. Minus monsters. What, that's a big part of the movie. Oh my god! Why do you why do you like watching CGI monsters so much? They're so lame. <laughs> they're they're they it, it, that, that's what it all comes down. You're right. You're wearing Jurassic Park. It all comes back to the fact that you're the guy that still likes to see the scenes in Jurassic World Two where the big dinosaurs are walking through the field, and we've seen it like thirty five times already. It's not cool anymore. It is cool. No, oh. it's cool to see a dinosaur. It is Gee. cool to see a dinosaur eat another dinosaur fight. I, the bad the bad thing in all this is that I don't know how to adjust for your rock bias. 
I know the Marvel bias. I've calculated it. I know that <laughs> I take your score and I have typically a minus one for where I should set my expectations. Minus one star. I don't know how to calculate this rock bias. It might be minus one and a half, minus two. Well, the rock expectations is always very high. And then I, I feel like I grade the movie correctly <laughs> for the general public once I actually general give public. once I actually give the rating. However, the expectation for the rock is always through the roof. God, this is unbelievable. This whole snippet about Rampage needs to be like stickied on our homepage whenever and always be like the number one podcast so that before anybody ever ever sees a movie with the rock i just want to repeat this segment every time <laughs> like okay before we talk about skyscraper we're going to replay for you carson's nonsense about rampage so you can get a bearing on what exactly is going on here nonsense you can't say that until you see it and then you'll love I've it seen this and movie. then you'll love it i've seen it i'm seeing it in my head right now i use all the other bad movies he's been in to inform my opinion of what this is going to be you know you're biased no my bias is based off of facts. I know The Rock's filmography. I know what's happened. I know what to expect. There's no reason to expect that Rampage is going to be any different than anything else I've seen. We have not seen him with giant monsters. <laughs> there might have been some big Except monsters in Jumanji. I can't remember. Journey in the center oh, of the Earth yeah. 2. Yeah. What would you give that? It was a, three and a half? 3D movie. <laughs> three and a half? No, it was not good. <laughs> but he was still getting his feet wet there. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, right. Because much like Bruce Willis, The Rock is so dynamic. The Rock is dynamic. Uh, I know. He's I electrifying, was, I was, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's payback for the yes. you can't see me. Yes. Thank you. All right. I feel pretty. I feel pretty. Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. I think I haven't read much about this. I'd be very curious to know female opinions on this. I think what's going to happen. Okay. So she's Amy Schumer. You know her body type. You know how she is. The movie sets it up that she has no confidence in how she looks or whatever. Hits her head and then sees herself as... Insanely beautiful, and she gets all this confidence and everything. I'd be very curious to know. Like, I think it's going to tie that up in a pretty bow somehow in the middle of the movie. But on the surface, it sounds like the message is, whether you're male or female, if you are not accepted in society for how your looks are, just get a head injury and see yourself like nobody else does, and then you can you know, fit in kind of thing. Like it requires a head injury for you to think that you are what society wants you to be. Well, see, I was taking it a little bit differently. I was wondering how people were going to take it of... If you have confidence, but you're not pretty, it's funny, you know? And, yeah. And so it's a, it's a, whoa, you shouldn't be as confident as you are because you're not pretty. No, exactly. I think that's, <laughs> I think we're saying the same thing from two different angles. Like, I, I do think the movie will try and make that message more wholesome or, right? But on the surface, it's like, ew, like, that's, that's kind of a weird thing to be going into. But that aside, I mean, it looks like it could be okay funny. I, I think it'll be, it'll have funny parts. So did you ever see Snatched? Her uh, no with Goldie Hawn with Goldie Hawn no. who looks terrible by the way with all the stuff that sure. she's done. So Snatch is not a good movie. I'm gonna set that up. It's not a good movie. Yeah. However, there are four parts in that movie that are absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. That it, it doesn't make up for the fact that the movie's bad. Gotcha. It's hard to get there, but I laughed hysterically, and it's it's a lot of her delivery on on what she does and her mm-hmm. facial expressions when things are happening. And I think that this has potential. Like I've already in the trailer. You know, the first six times that I've seen it, you know, I've, I still laughed at, at, at parts of the trailer of, yeah. of just her, you know? And so she, I find her very funny. Sure. I don't think the movie itself is going to be good, but I think there will be definitely funny parts. Uh, th- that's probably fair. I mean, if you go through a whole movie and there's no funny parts, that's. Well, and that's like, like bad. game night it was a, it was an okay watching movie, but there's only one joke done twice that 
make me laugh. Oh, okay. And uh, it, was, it was like, okay, they're doing that again. And it, it was funny again. Right. And so that was my takeaway from that movie. It's like, I only really laughed twice. And yeah. it's the same joke you right. know, that, that, that they did again. Uh, but Snatched, <laughs> again, I'm not recommending you see Snatched. But there, but again, if, if you do, uh, again, there there are four four parts that I just I – just, was sitting there by myself laughing you know my wife kept asking what are you doing i'm still thinking about that that part that they did <laughs> you know two minutes ago but i think this will be the same i don't think it'd be a good movie yeah but, but i but i do think it'd be worth seeing yeah you got a range um three what it, it'll be it three. has no range it has no range <laughs> <laughs> it will be a three okay no i think a two, two and a half to a peak at three and a half yeah but... we're, we're pretty close wait what did you say two and a half to three and a half yeah no i'm way worse i'm one and a half to three and a half yeah. it could be bad it could be real bad uh, it, um, it won't be that bad one and a half no way yeah i mean yeah it could not be it could be really not funny um, from, from what i've seen in the trailer it'll it'll least uh maybe it reminds me of shallow hell except instead of the jack black character seeing his overweight girlfriend as skinny and beautiful it's just that she sees herself as skinny and beautiful that's it's same, basically what it is same concept but you take out the the terribleness of jack black and you add funny amy schumer yeah. jack black is is up and down we we you know he's good in jumanji i loved him in tenacious d but he doesn't do the best he's in your beloved king kong so i don't know why you wouldn't like that well i like the king kong parts <laughs> right not the tom hanks son and jack black parts <laughs> yes all right so now we're on to the biggest and baddest of April. What well, yes. was May, but is now April. They moved up Avengers Infinity War yeah, they for went, everybody. They wanted to, they moved it off Star Wars Day, May, May the 4th. Yeah. And then they moved it to uh, match up with the international uh, release. Because uh, oh. they, they wanted to have the... Everything out? Everything out at the same time. They wanted no spoilers, but also to hit that hit that record of... Uh, the opening weekend, sure. opening week release, which I I have no doubt that this will be the biggest opening of any movie ever. Yeah, I mean, Black Panthers had a lot of love. I think, you know, honestly, because of uh, it's geared towards the African American community, and there was a lot of places where schools were taking their kids to go see this and stuff. So I think that drove up a lot of the box office numbers, and it's a good movie. I don't know. I've got to think Avengers. But you, it, it looks so good. But so you add that. I mean, Black Panther is a big part of this too, right? And so you add that that same into everything else that we, the Guardians crowd, the, yeah, the Hulk crowd, the yeah. Thor crowd, the Iron Man. The, it's uh, crazy it, how everything is coming together, and, and you finally get Thanos, and then you add, add Spider Man in there, yeah. and you're just boom. Like this, this is what I've been waiting for, right? And we had, I mean, we're recording this luckily two days after the latest trailer came out because I thought the first trailer was good. This second trailer was ridiculous. This is actually the this is the third trailer. Oh, is it? Because yeah, they did the Super Bowl, that little teaser. Okay. And so they added a few scenes with Spider Man getting squashed by Thanos, and okay. then uh, and this this new one, yeah, this most gotcha. recent trailer is, is something else. Oh man, it's so good. My my two favorite parts of this trailer were Star Lord mouthing off to Iron Man, right, and then Cap with the holding off Thanos's gauntlet where it looks like Thanos is trying to squash him and he's fighting against yep. you know, everything humanly possible to, to fight off Thanos. And Those are my two favorite scenes. I think Chris Pratt and Robert Downey Jr. After this movie, I guarantee you they'll be signed on together in yeah. some other movie after this. Cause I can just picture them two riffing yeah. back and forth with each other. I think it's going to be, they have the same general humorish vibe. It's, very fast sarcastic and witty yeah to put them in the same scene together we've already saw just a, a snippet of what star lord thrown at him and you can see him right. processing things a lot. like I, that dynamic i think is gonna be fantastic yeah i agree everything about this movie is 
I'm getting geared up for getting amped. You have the big battle at Wakanda. Mm-hmm. You have the, the Hulkbuster armor that some people theorize that's Bruce Banner in there. Oh, because he helped build it with Tony Stark in the in uh, Avengers two. Mm-hmm. And you, you saw in Thor Ragnarok his he doesn't really want to turn into the Hulk because he feels like he's losing control and that he right. might never turn back to Banner. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's a way for him to be involved in the fight, but mm-hmm. not uh, Hulk out. But in the trailer, we also see the Hulk. So we yeah. know he does at some point. Right. So maybe you see all those monsters jump onto the Hulkbuster armor, and maybe that all of a sudden that's when he right. hulks out of that. And so, yeah. but again, it's all, all speculation from here. Yeah. Uh, because you don't see Tony in Wakanda, and you see Tony in New York. And so that's why they think, but you see, you see some of that. It's like, yeah, yeah it's all, all speculation on what's going on, but I'm, I'm, I'm just so jacked for this. Movie. Yeah. I know. Uh, there's, there's so many things I, I've been avoiding spoilers like crazy i don't want to know anything about it i i just want to go into it it's funny how marvel has really got me hooked because i remember back when uh avengers one came out they hadn't got a lot going yet they had iron man which was good cap one was okay thor was okay we had gotten the bad edward norton hulk movie and avengers came out around the same time as dark knight rises so at that time nolan and dc were just crushing it there was nothing i mean None of the Marvel movies had come close to Batman Begins or Dark Knight, any of that. And then Dark Knight Rises hit and Avengers hit. And I think that's when they crossed paths, right? Avengers 1, Marvel took the lead after Dark Knight Rises. And they haven't looked back since. And the those original movies have gotten better for me as I've continued to watch Marvel. But I mean, we've added so much since then. You know, Ant-Man, Guardians. Winter Soldier, all that stuff. It just everything has gotten good. Nothing's been bad. I mean, the worst one is probably Doctor Strange, and it was still good, solid. But it's just crazy how Marvel has done all this and how they are going to try and pay off everything that they've set up for the longest time now. And I, I have every confidence that they're going to do it. I, I don't anticipate it being bad or anything. I just the question on everybody's mind is who's going who's to die? And this is the thing. That really makes me happy. So Dark Knight Rises, I I liked it a lot more when I first saw it because it was the first time I had been watching a superhero movie and I thought the stakes were real because we all knew it was the last Batman movie. So something might actually happen. And I actually didn't like that Nolan kind of wussed out in the end and didn't kill off Bruce Wayne. But that's the problem with every time you watch a Marvel movie, there's no real consequences. That's the problem. The, you know... Cap's not going to die. You know Thor's not going to die. Like Some of the other characters might die. Quicksilver died. Uh, yeah, but you know what I mean? The, who cares? But this is the first time now where you're like, uh-oh, somebody's going to die. If they make it, basically, if they make it through Avengers 3 and 4 and not one of the main people dies, and by, by main, I'm meaning Cap, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk. One of those four has got to go, at least, at a minimum. Maybe two needs to go, but there needs to be real consequences. And not only just because you need to feel worried that something's going to happen to really enjoy a movie, but you've got all these other movies coming up after the three, four and uh, Avengers, you know, they're going to keep going. You've got to have motivation or something to get these new characters, whatever you're going to do to get going. And this is it. This has got to be the turning point. Yeah. So you have the the storyline of everything of who's going to die. Then you also have the real life of how long is Robert Downey Jr. going to be doing this or how long does Chris Evans want to do this. And so you have conflicting of 
does Tony Stark die and Chris Evans as Captain America take on these new people and build their the new Avengers type of thing and take mm-hmm. the Tony role? Or does Steve Rogers die and Tony changes this? Because he's always felt a uh, a re- uh, PTSD and uh, a sense of responsibility. And we have a flash flash forward, I guess, in uh, Avengers 2 of him seeing all of his friends dead and dying. And that's why he's trying to put an uh, armor suit around the world. And and maybe this comes to fruition where mm-hmm. Cap dies. Or maybe he sacrifices himself in order to keep his friends alive. Something. But yes, something is going to happen. And, and I don't know if it's going to be in this movie, but it's, it's definitely going to happen by Avengers 4. Yeah. And so everybody wrapped up filming. Yeah, and Avengers four, and so that one's that one's ready. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I've heard that there's been fake scenes filmed, and I know Game of Thrones has done this too. But in some movies, they'll do that. They'll film scenes that they know are. Th- I mean, uh, Lucas did it back in Empire Strikes Back. He filmed two endings with Vader and Luke, so nobody would know which one was really happening. So I think there's going to be some of that. But even then, I steer so so clear of any kind of spoilers for this movie. So I thought maybe we could go through three different angles on the same discussion here. So I want to go with who do you want to die? So let, let's assume like you can't say nobody. Okay. Then we'll move into who do you think will die? And then the last one would be how I read it was who better not die. Right. Okay. So what would make you angry? So let's start with, I want you to tell me who you want to die. I think I want Tony Stark to die. Yeah, we spot yeah. on. We agree. I think he's he's done in his role. Yeah, his his arc has kind of he started it and he's been the guy popping up in every movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, all these things. Like you mentioned, he has like this PTSD. He's coming to terms with who he is, what he is. Uh yeah, I'm completely with you. And the the cop out of why I say that also is in in the comics, he has downloaded his consciousness into a suit of armor. That they bit. better not do this in the movie. Well, I'm just saying it's a way to bring him no. back in the in the future as at least the the Jarvis voice type of thing. Oh, okay, maybe Jarvis voice, but my thing would be again, you can't skirt the consequences. At some point sure. in the comic book sure. movies, there have to be real consequences. But, I know but, in but actual he, comic books, they're always doing this. Oh, in yeah. the movies, consequences finite. Well, it makes sense because Jarvis did it. So he, he could, in theory, do that with, and, and that's Ugh. for Ironheart. And, you know, it's a different character, but it has him talking in her head. And, that, and that's an okay thing that I think okay. Robert Downey Jr. could do that forever, you know, type of thing. He could be the voice in the head. I don't like it, but okay. But uh, so I'm, hold, I'm holding that for that so I don't okay. lose the the comedic and the timing. And I just love Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm holding out for that. But I think that it'll be Captain America. And they're going to kill off Steve Rogers because they're going to pass the torch. I think they're going to pass the torch to Bucky. And sure. So, Bucky, but hold on, hold on. We're still on want. I'm still on you want. You don't want Cap to die. I right? don't want Cap to die. Okay. So let's uh, stick I with want. Steve you... Rogers is, is the mainstay. Yeah. And, uh, and he needs to be, he can pass the torch, but he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. have to be, he doesn't have to be dead to do it. Okay. So Iron Man was one of your wants. Iron Man wants. Who else you got? Who else do I got to want? I don't want. Is that the only one you want? I think, I? I think so. Hmm. I, I have Iron Man. He was my first one, and, and we nailed that. And I also feel that he can be replaced now because you've got – he has the money, but in terms of the brains, you've got T'Challa's sister, and you've got Peter Parker, who can – Which is supposed to be T'Challa, by sure. the way, who has yeah. the brains to do you that. You mentioned that in the previous episode, but yeah. I'm, 
well, we don't have the funding and Iron Man could, you still have Pepper to give out money to the Avengers sure. if they need it, but you've got the brains and Banner would still be around unless we lose him to the Hulk. But I guess it's kind of like what you were saying. There's Bucky there to take Cap's place. If that happens, you've got from the inventor angle ways to get guys to the replace cool that. Tours. Yeah. yeah. So Iron Man, Hawkeye's got to go. It's time. He he's he had, in main characters, but yes. Yeah, oh no, I I I meant more like just who in general because we have a large swath. Like who do you want to die? So I didn't mean yeah. I didn't mean to limit it to main characters. So do you have anybody else? That you um, would, I would say War Machine also. He's uh, on my list only because just the Iron Man idea just just be gone with that for now. Right. However, poor guy just got paralyzed in, <laughs> yeah. in the last movie. And yeah, but so, he's already got a suit back, so he's good. He's, <laughs> so it's like, just keep picking on Don right. Cheadle. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, so I, I don't think they'll do that. If Tony dies, take take War Machine with him. Yeah. Let both do that together. Yeah. Or whatever. And Anybody so, else? I'm okay with Vision going. Okay. He's such a powerful character that it's hard to work around the stuff that he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for storytelling components of... Uh, and I've never been a big fan of, of Vision, and I think it's going to get too complicated if they're trying to go any of the comic book route with him and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So I'm okay with with actually both of them. Yeah. Going. <laughs> okay. So we have a pretty. I mean, we are right in line on the on the. I want to die. I have Iron Man, Vision, Hawkeye, War Machine, Scarlet Witch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That's who I would want. Yeah. All right. Now, who do you think will actually die? I think it will. I think it will be Captain America. Oh. I think Don't it, say that. I think it will because I think that they're setting up for Bucky to know, to but... take uh, and and then after Bucky, I think they'll give it to Falcon um, <sighs> because again to to take the mantle of Captain America. Here's my thing: if Cap dies and Iron Man lives, I will be furious. I think they both will die. I think we that would that would make for me it would make Cap's death more tolerable for me if Iron Man went too. If Iron Man hangs around anymore and Cap bites it especially bearded cap he looks freaking amazing right now okay so who i think will die i know you were still working on your list i don't know but it will be one or more of cap thor and iron man one or two of those won't be all three one or two of those guys are going down i don't think thor will at least i hope thor doesn't because i think he's starting to find his his stride now i I agree you, you could say that okay old boring thor but Chris Hemsworth is absolutely perfect yeah. for, for this role. Yes. His path, I mean, yes, you destroyed Asgard. So he doesn't have a long way to go. Right. But he's also Thor. Yeah. So I agree with you. I don't think it's Thor, even though he's had, so I'm factoring in movies here. He's got three full movies. Cap still does not have three full movies. Yes, so he I, does. You know, no. First Avenger. Winter oh, he's Soldier, got Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. So, but see, that's where. That's why I say that, because in my head, Civil War was Avengers, Avengers 2.5 and Cap 2.5. Well, you so, say it or not, he still has his three movies. <laughs> you're, that, that's true. But Thor, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's got more left to do. And another reason why I don't think he'll die is because who I do think will die will be Loki. And I don't think they'll kill Thor and Loki in the same thing. And, oh my God, I can't think of the name. They're dead. Odin. Odin. Yes. I don't know why I can think of that. Odin died. So, I mean, you're kind of at that point, everything related to Thor, Asgard, everything, it's just all gone at that point. And that doesn't seem like something they would be ready to do right now. So I don't think Thor will die. I do think it's a good way to show how strong Thanos is because the best way you can show Thanos' strength, because I don't think the movie audiences really gather visions capabilities very well, 
but they know Thor is a god, and they know that Hulk and Thor are equals essentially is how the movie has showed them in terms of strength and stuff so i to me it seems like hulk is the strongest one there is right Let's just go ahead and I, know, I know you know but in the movie <laughs> in the movies what i'm saying is those audiences have been conditioned to know that thor's a god and the hulk and thor are right at each other right so the best way to show i mean thanos killing iron man it's kind of like can superman kill batman like we've always talked about yeah, yeah it's a guy it in should, suit. it should be over pretty fast but when you throw a god in there that's the best way to show how strong Thanos is. So that's what makes me worried about Thor or Hulk there is that's the best way to do it. But to my point, I don't think Thor's going to go because I think Loki's going to go. And the trailer shows Thanos squeezing Thor's head, which is clearly not how he's going to die. Nobody ever shows that. My theory on that is he went that way and yeah, <laughs> to show the kids so push his head. <laughs> my theory on this is that Loki is going to have a very empathetic death thanos might make watch make might make thor watch so i think because i think they're gonna have loki he's gonna do something to screw shit up because loki always does that but the, you know how loki is he goes back and forth every movie and well, he gives him the cube you see him yeah. giving the cube right so he's gonna mess up and he's gonna do the wrong thing but the way he's gonna go out is gonna be probably like one of the more heart-wrenching moments of these two movies and thor is gonna they're not gonna i don't think you take loki and thor and separate them, and then Loki die off screen, and somebody come tell Thor, sure. hey, Thor, Loki's dead. Did, so. did, you, did you hear? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I hey, killed your brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen, which makes me think that Thor's sticking around. So that leaves Iron Man and at Cap. Le at least for one more movie. Yeah, it leaves Iron Man and Cap. I, I truthfully don't think it's going to be Cap. I do not think it will be Cap. I think it's Iron Man. I think he's had the arc. I think somehow there's going to be some resolution between him and, him and Cap, because we, we leave... Civil War sort of finished. I don't know. He sends him the note and yeah. you know, everything. So There's going to be tension when they see each other. Yeah, for sure. But I think they need something to rally around. The problem is Cap gives them more something to rally around than Iron Man dying. But maybe Iron Man has a nice bow tie on his death and they can all rally around that. And Cap's the person to train and lead the next, the next round. So I think that covers... Oh, sorry. Who else I think will die? So I said one or more of Cap... Thor, Iron Man, Loki's gone, Hawkeye's gone. I think Vision is gone primarily because if Thanos is going to complete the gauntlet, he's got to get the stone off of Vision's head, right? Which we saw in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And then War Machine, I think, is gone. And Nebula is the one I'm throwing in there, too. And Nebula. I think she's an expendable Guardians person. So. Yes. It won't be Gamora. No chance. Yeah. Do you have anybody else that you think will die that I missed? Um, I mean, ancillary characters. Yeah. Um, but they're, I mean, I mean they're not going to kill Doctor Strange, not going to kill Wong. They're, they may kill a few that we've met in uh, Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, stick to the quasi main people. Uh, yeah. No. And then we know Wasp and Ant-Man aren't going anywhere. Right. We know Spider-Man's not going anywhere. Yep. No, I think, uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be Cap, to be honest, just, just to just to pass it on. I think Falcon has a chance of going down. I don't think so, because he's in the succession plan for Captain America. So I, I think I he was think until I, I think Bucky's the guy. Well, Bucky in the comics, Bucky did it first, and then he gave it to Cap. But I don't think they're going to take that option off the table. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll do that. Okay, so the last category I had was, um, so I've already expressed pretty much what I thought. But who better not die, in your opinion, Hulk? 
That's yours. Anybody That's else? No, I just don't think that they've they've done what they can with his whole arc. Yeah, um, he hasn't got a solo movie yet. Well, they're just starting to develop the conflict between him and Banner. And I've read where they said they're they're going to address that more between here and then the next one. But mm-hmm. still, I think there's just so much more you can do with that. And he's he's such a good side character that he can make any movie just that much more weighted by having around. It doesn't make sense to kill him. Right. Now, no, that, nobody else? No, they better not. I mean, I know they're not going to kill Spider-Man, so I don't even have to bring that up. Yeah, but I so, mean, you should say it. Like, I yeah, mean, so Spider-Man. I mean, that. I mean, they just found the perfect Spider-Man. Sure. They're not going to get rid of him. Sure. Before that's done, so so those are my those are my two. Okay. Spider-Man. I had Cap, Bucky, T'Challa. Oh, not, there's no way they're going to agree. Agree, but that's why I'm saying like, and then yeah. uh, I actually had any of the Guardians, any of the Guardians. besides Nebula, Rocket, Groot, Star Lord, Gamora. If any of them go. I don't think people will like that. And I won't like it. Yeah, I don't think they'll kill any of the Guardians. I don't either. And I know they won't kill kill the Black Panther. Right. (laughs) If they did, uh, they they quickly rewrote it. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, I'm hung up on Cap, man. I really don't want to see that happen. I think he's had the, for me, the coolest evolution in all of the Marvel characters. And that's that's the Russos. Right. Because Cap 1 is okay. It's fine. And he's kind of hokey in that and stuff. And he's he's supposed to be. Winter Soldier is really good. And just how how he's turned into a badass and a leader. And just he's he turned cool. Like, I did not really care for Captain America when they first came out. I was like, oh, cheesy. I don't know. Even the movies weren't doing anything for me. But, man, they've really turned him into just a really likable, a good leader, a good character. So much nuance to him. He's the good guy who's standing up for everything, which I get is what would make his death all the more sympathetic and stuff but yeah because even in avengers he was still cheesy cap yeah like, like why are you even here are right you even really helping and then yeah it took winter soldier and the russos to take over to make him a badass yeah and so like okay here's the super soldier here's the you know how to use your shield you know and it, it's right. it's actually now he's that's how he's supposed to be yeah i agree i agree it's gonna be brutal though i do not want to see him go so we watched the avengers trailer about six times mm-hmm. and, and every time my wife said they better not they better not kill cap yeah i can't handle that yeah i think and i think that's partly what makes it so likely to happen right i guess i just don't feel like he's quite done yet i don't know i feel like iron man is done and i feel like cap's not but i get that the the more meaningful one the, the problem with me would be if they both don't go is that iron man's just kind of exhausted played out I don't know where do you go with him after this. And yeah. so it just feels like he's at a natural end. I don't think Cap is there. I think Cap, you would be going for pure emotion to, you know, get that reaction from the audience and to get the people to unite. But don't want Cap to go. And again, I don't think anybody goes this one. I think it's Avengers 4 where they go. But they could be just... Some people are going to go in this one. Now, maybe not the major guys, like one of Cap, Thor, Iron Man, but people are going to start falling off. You can't just hold all the deaths back. Until the second movie. Yes, you can. No, that's, that's not a good move. You got to, <laughs> because nobody quite knows really what the second movie is going to be. Because it was supposed to be Infinity War Part 1 and 2. And they changed that. And they said, no, right. 4 is a separate entity. Yeah, and I hope they don't go the, the comics route of, it is an Infinity Gauntlet. And even if somebody does die, you can snap at the fingers. And you can change all of time and reality and, and all that. 
And so yeah. that, that, that's a, a big cop-out that they have at their fingertips with this Infinity Gauntlet. Yep. You can basically do whatever the hell you want if you have all the stones. Right. It, it goes back to what I said. There has to be real consequences in this movie. And logistically, too. You've got so many franchises going on. You cannot continue to maintain that volume of characters and stuff. You've got to start paring down. Well, and they have, they've introduced Adam Warlock at the end of Guardians, mm-hmm. but they're not going to throw him into this movie. Right. And so that, that's got to be Avengers 4, and they, you got to put him in, I guess, Guardians 3 yeah. to where they introduce him. We all know Captain Marvel's happening. There's been a lot of talk of her showing up in Avengers 4. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense why she wouldn't be in Avengers 3, because they're making Could have just been timing. But they're, her movie is based in the 80s. Right. And so... I'm sure she's off in space somewhere or something like that. Right. that we're going to explain it out that way, but it's weird that she right. wouldn't be here for this. So do we think there's any chance in Avengers 4 that Wolverine shows up? To kick off the merger? I don't know. I don't know if the Fox deal will have gone through by then. I know they're wrapping up filming, like you said, so the timing seems a little shaky, but can you... I don't know. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. To, you, ha- you introduce mutants to the world right in that movie and that's that'd be fantastic yeah absolutely fantastic yeah and now i'm now now i'm all wishful thinking (laughs) i don't think it's going to happen i think the timing is not working because i think wasn't it like 2020 before that deal is supposed to be like effective i I don't even care if it's a teaser at the end yeah you know some some sort of something where you you show your new cast of your x-men or whatever because they've never explained or have they nick fury's eye in the marvel universe in the cinematic universe? Uh-uh. Okay. Just that he trusted somebody. I think he says it in Winter Soldier, uh, that he trusted somebody, and okay. that's why he lost his eye. Because it looks like those Wolverine's claws there yeah. on, across his eye. Right. So. So, range? It has a range of four and a half to five. <laughs> <laughs> there's and, the Marvel bias. And, there's, <laughs> and, and that four and a half was hard to even say. Right. So, I, I truly don't think there's anything that this movie could do that I wouldn't absolutely love. Right. Because Thanos alone... To finally see him on screen doing stuff. Yeah. If everything in the trailer is in the movie, I'm already going to love it. Yeah. So I'm, (laughs) I have a very high, high floor. Completely understand. But my mathematics are spot on. I have three and a (laughs) half to five. And you're four and a half to five. And I took my one star deduction without even knowing. (laughs) I know exactly how to play this game. Yeah. But I, I do think it'll be between a four and a five. They'd really have to fall on their face on this one to make it happen yeah but i still don't even if they mess up i think three and a half is probably as low as it could possibly go this won't be justice league wait what did you just say this won't be justice oh, league i thought you said this won't beat justice league oh. I was like, <laughs> what did we just do right. <laughs> all right so that's it for our april preview section like we mentioned april and may is a little light in terms of the volume of releases. So we may try to review an old movie in April or May. Not really sure what we mean by old movie, but if you guys are listening and you want to drop us a line on Twitter, Facebook, email, through the website, whatever, let us know if there's something, an old movie you'd like us to go back and watch. We definitely have seen a lot and there's a lot we haven't seen that we can talk about. So The only suggestion we have right now is Triple X 3, The Return of Xander Cage. So please don't let that happen. I have not seen Triple X 2, so that would force (laughs) me to see two movies, which I'm not happy about. Okay, so like we did at the end of the Last Jedi episode, and what we're going to do at the end of each preview episode is our top five lists that we like to do. And we try to say that they're obscure top five so that you're not getting just plain generic top five lists that everybody else in the world does. We try to do something a little bit different each episode in terms of 
what we want to cover with the top five. Uh, we alternate responsibilities, and this time was mine. So I thought a good suggestion to do would be top five movies I love that you don't. Meaning this is between Carson and I, and it'll go both ways. So my list is a list of movies that I love that I feel Carson doesn't either love as much as I do, or maybe he even hates them. I don't know. And his list will be a top five of the ones that he loves that I don't necessarily love. And we can, I don't know that we want to sit here and hash out all the reasons why, but it might give you a glimpse into, you know, what each of us thinks about the other movies. Cause we do have, if you've been listening to the last 10 or 12 episodes, we've been hitting a stretch here of movies between January and April that have just kind of been lackluster a little bit. And so you and I have been agreeing way, way too much. And I think that's just the weirdness of the movies that have been coming out. And I don't think we've hit a, we haven't hit a great movie. And no. so, and we had, we'd just been middle of the road or really, really bad. Yeah. I was looking at my ranked list of 2018 movies. Black Panther is my top, but then I'm, I was left with like, I mean, Cloverfield, Red Sparrow, Annihilation, stuff like that. It's just, it's a really weird time, but we should be getting into good movie time this time of the year. And usually we alternate back and forth on this list, but I feel in the efforts of <laughs> just, just keeping okay. uh, that, that we'll go one at a time here. Yeah, that's fine. Just so you can keep track of who likes what. Right. That's probably a good idea. So why don't, uh, why don't you kick us off? <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Number five. I will say, so one of the things that we do is we like to argue it out in terms of why you put something on the list or didn't. One of the caveats I gave myself that I didn't tell you was I tried to make it something you've seen. So like right now I'm wearing my Rad Racing t-shirt. You have not seen Rad, I don't believe. I have not seen it's Rad. It's one of my all-time favorite movies from my childhood, like up there with Teen Wolf and stuff like that. But I didn't really feel like it would make a whole lot of sense for me to say, oh, I love Rad and you don't. And you're like, well, I haven't seen it. I don't know if I love it. So I tried to limit it to things that I'm pretty sure you've seen. I, I tried to verify this on Letterboxd. And the only one I'm not sure about, but I'm pretty sure, is my number five. Okay. Spinal Tap. I've seen Spinal Tap. Yes. I think it's... It's my favorite comedy of all time. It's between that and Step Brothers, but I give the edge to Spinal Tap. Uh, it's the start of the mockumentary stuff. It's hilarious to watch them ad lib. The music stuff is perfect. I mean, people still quote it today when people go to concerts like "Hello Cleveland," and they're not, you know, they don't, they can't find their way out of the backstage. It's, it's one of those that the more you watch it, it's so subtle in its humor and it's so unbelievably funny. But it set the stage for The Office, Parks and Rec, all those kinds of mockumentaries that came around. So. Spinal Tap's my number five. Yeah, so that's that's a five star for you. Yeah, it is because it's my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah, it's it's got a good line. Oh, this one goes to eleven. That that scene. Yeah, but that line I almost can't even laugh at anymore. Yeah, I mean that and that's the pop culture line yes. that, that that carries on from there. It's it's not. I enjoyed the movie, but it, it's definitely not in my top. 15, 20 uh, comedies. But it's so funny, yeah. and to see all the things that came after it that have taken on that formula that they set but i don't give that it doesn't make that movie better to me no but just, i mean just, just because but it's so original in its concept that you know people didn't know if this was real or not they people watched this thinking spinal tap was a real band and maybe if you watched it then yeah no, that's I, what i'm but saying if but i watch it today right does it is it make me laugh but no, it's like no oh, i like the office better you know it is there's so much subtle stuff where you can even see the guys on the screen laughing at each other because they're just ad-libbing half of this stuff coming up with it on the fly. And it's, it's so funny. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but I need to see it again. Okay. Well, uh, number four, it's La La Land. I love La La Land. According to Letterboxd, I've seen it seven or eight times wow. since March of last year. Part of that is because it's on HBO all the time. And so if I'm sitting at home, like working at home and La La Land's on, turn it on and watch it. 
you gave it a four. So it's not like you hate it or anything. And so the reason I have it on here is because I absolutely love it. You'd give it a six. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'd give it an 11. So I, I don't think it's as much that you hate it. It's just that you don't love it to the level that I do. I think as a musical, it's fantastic. As just a general movie, I I absolutely love it. It's the story it tells um, about Gosling and Emma Stone meeting each other and they need each other to get to a point where they're successful. But then they both realize that in order to be who they really want to be in their lives, they have to go their separate ways. And the way that story unfolds, it's just beautiful is what it is. And it's got humor. It's got the good music that I like. It's amazing. And I love Baby Goose too. So that's part of it. But absolutely phenomenal movie. Yeah. And I gave it a four as compared to musicals. Um, but as far as all movies of all time, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a four star movie. It's a four star movie for the lack of other musicals that I've seen. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I got there. I, I enjoyed it. I liked right. it. It's not something that I'd put in and, and watch like, like you do or, or leave, yeah. and leave on if oh. it was on TV. It's so watchable too. It's so engaging. It's so enjoyable. I don't even compare it to other musicals. It's a five star movie for me. It's so, it's so perfect. It was better than any movie that was nominated even this year. Oh, I agree, because the movie's not made this yeah. year. Crap. It's so good. If anybody hasn't seen it, they should take it. And I know it's not for everybody. And I'm not even the biggest musical person in the world. Like, the only other musical I really like is Moulin Rouge. But for some reason, this movie just tells a such a engaging, beautiful story in a way that I can enjoy along with the music and everything. Number three. Number three. <laughs> the King of Kong. The King of Kong. Yes. <laughs> it is my number one documentary of all time. It's that. my favorite documentary. I could watch it. I could watch it as much as La La Land. It, it's so good. It has a hero. It has a villain. It's, it, it took me into a world of classic arcade gaming that I didn't know existed. So it taught me that there's people out there that still do all this. It barely exists. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's getting bigger. But I mean, the characters in this, and I say characters like they're not real people. They're real people, but they're... They're so incredibly like off kilter, off beat, but it's so good. And, and I know that there's a big knock on King of Kong that it took some liberties with the story it was trying to tell and all that stuff, but fine. It, it did that, but it was such a good story. I mean, Billy Mitchell was a bad villain. He's so <laughs> easily hateable. And Steve Weeby's the nice homegrown guy that just wants to break the Donkey Kong record. And they keep screwing him out of a record somehow. And it makes you feel something. It teaches you something. It lays out a good story. It has a nice ending to it. It's it's my favorite documentary of all time. And it's a good documentary, but it it's it definitely doesn't doesn't rank as as favorite of all time, nor something that you continue to watch. Oh, I could watch. I could watch King of Kong the, nonstop. Uh, no, Billy, Billy's the the. He steals the show. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, he is 100% uh, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. I, I would love to hear people tell me what documentaries they love. And if they see King of Kong, which documentaries. And documentaries are weird because everybody kind of connects with something different. I happen to love classic arcade gaming. <laughs> and so this was perfect. But, man, it, it is it is just freaking so good. I could watch it all the time. I, I still am waiting for you to tell me which documentary you think is better than King of Kong. Yeah, I don't watch documentaries like you do. So you have no frame of reference. No, I mean, it's not something that I log as movies that I watch. They're, Why? They're movies. They, they get they, Oscars. They are. Yeah, well, lots of things get Oscars. But well, yeah, but they're it, films. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's a different category that, that I watch and it's like, okay, that, that was good. I learned something. Yeah. You know, but I don't 
put in the same mindset oh, sure. to where I could just pull up, okay, I've seen this documentary, this oh, documentary. Man. King of and Kong, so, you can. I mean, no, <laughs> I mean the ones that, that come up, uh, I do agree that King of Kong is better than, you know, the Super Size Me and the sure. Bowling for Columbine and, and those. But, yeah. But no, I mean, it, it was good <laughs> and it was entertaining, but it it wasn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, and that's why I have it on here. Yeah. I freaking love it. And you're like mediocre about it and it drives me nuts. Yeah. And I, and I know, I know one of these, these last you, two. You know both of the last two. But and I'm going to make an effort to bring this movie into every top five list we ever create. I know both of these two now. <laughs> now that you just said that, yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, it is so good. It is not so good. No, it is. It's no. freaking. It's the one of the best like comic book movies ever in terms of it takes a spin on something that existed in a comic world that like you've never seen, and it infuses comic elements into the movie in a way, in like a meta way that it doesn't exist. The music is good. It's all written by Beck. It. It's also like a video game movie. I mean, it, the elements that Edgar Wright brought into this movie are so perfect. I've never seen any movie like it. And, and I shared that article with you earlier this week from Film School Rejects that's uh, the best video game movies, and they happen to be not video game movies. And it's the one you mentioned uh, earlier when we were talking about A Quiet Place. Edge of Tomorrow was one of them, which was right. a five-star movie for you. Five-star movie for me. Which I wonder if that's on your list, actually. And then uh, Scott Pilgrim was the other one. It's it's so good. Like you can see the influences from Baby Driver, all that stuff. It is one of the I've I think I've watched that movie twice already this year, and I've I think probably watched it I don't know five seven times. It's just so good. I I, I love Scott Pilgrim, and I, right now it's perfect because it's been on Cinemax or something a lot lately. So I just turn it on whenever it's on and sit there and watch it. Fantastic movie. I I the more you talk about it, the more I. I I don't like it. Even the cast, the, even the cast. Michael, Sarah, Kieran Culkin, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, um, Aubrey Plaza. Um, I think I'm covering almost Chris everyone. Evans. Chris Evans, yeah, Chris Evans is fantastic in that movie. He's a skater bro actor guy. He's he, fantastic. He's in it for like a minute and a half. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. There's so many people in this movie. It is. I am truly. This is one of the ones. Some of these movies I knew you wouldn't like. I Spinal Tap's not your kind of movie. La La Land's not really your thing. Another movie I have that's my number one is not really your thing. I I don't understand. I think you're being ridiculous because I had talked up Scott Pilgrim so much before you ever watched it that you just didn't want to like it because you were being contrarian. It is it is a great video game movie. It's a great movie in general. I was bored. I was bored. And, and, I've, and I've called you out for this. The average letterbox rating is like four or four and a half, and you're at like two and a half. Like, and compare I that, said it was an average movie. But compare that even to IMDb. Like, you are statistically skewed way out of whack on Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Well, when did they watch it? Doesn't matter. It, it does. If you oh, watched it, it's it not that 10 old. years ago. It's not that old. It's pretty old. Uh, I mean, 10 years isn't really all that old for a movie. Well, I'm just it's not saying like you're watching something from like the 40s and trying to understand how it feels like it is. Oh not. my god, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous! And speaking of the 40s, you can go ahead and throw your, your top one. In it's there. the 60s, <laughs> and it still holds up better than most other oh, movies. No, it doesn't. Number one, which had to be on this my list. favorite and the best movie ever made. Oh, so bad! Don't 2001: A Space Odyssey. Do not waste your time. If, it's not for everybody. I get it. I, I wouldn't recommend it to certain people. I wouldn't recommend it to most people. And if you're listening to this, you can watch it and then it please is, comment. It and is even if even if you if you enjoy film, which I assume you do because you're listening to this podcast, at the very least you could appreciate the technical components of it. The stuff that's done for the special effects and the space and everything it is so groundbreaking. I mean, Star Wars wouldn't exist without it. 
the stuff that Kubrick figured out, the way he films but shots, it, it's, it's so good. It's not the 60s, though. So if you're watching it today... It holds up now. No, it does not. Sure it does. God, and it's so... There's like at least 45 minutes you could omit from that movie. It's just mm-hmm. so long. Oh, yeah. And the first 20 minutes are all orchestral and nobody says anything. Not that they say anything. It's just so slow. So slow. It's yeah. so boring. The only... The best thing about the movie is Hal. And if you only have the scenes with Hal's involved, then okay. And that... Listen... Oh, and that, it, that, yeah. part, that part's good. I like Hal. Other, other than that, everything else just... It's yeah. excruciating. It's not for it's not for everybody, and it's not for you. If you can't appreciate art, or cinema, or film as art, film, yes, that you you have to admit that there are people in movies that are mainstream that are made for commercial consumption, and there's people that present movies and film as pieces of art as boring. Uh, is what you mean no not necessarily there's certainly more artistic value in some movies than others 2001 is the pinnacle of movie as art and it works and it even tells a good story it it's smart it's heady it knows what it wants to be and it executes perfectly tells the evolution of humans and how that was caused by aliens and and it doesn't give you everything you have to kind of think about it and piece it all together and that again it's not for everybody but i love it it's one of my favorite movies. I consider it the best movie ever made. That doesn't mean it's like my all-time favorite, but it, it, to me it is the best movie ever made. Yuck. Yuck. Nope. Not for everybody. Certainly not, not for you. Certainly not for I me. I don't want it to be for you. <laughs> I don't want it to be for you. <laughs> All right. So so the way I did my list is I took straight from Letterboxd. Okay. And so I tried to find the largest gap of of star ratings. Wow. You actually had like a full blown methodology. And, and then I leaned it more towards the love. So you had some that were uh, one, one and a half that I was at a three, three and a half, but, okay. but I erred on the side of me loving it and then worked backwards from there. Okay. So I did have an honorable mention. Okay. I did too. With, with a one and a half star gap mm-hmm. was the entire lethal weapon series. Oh yeah. Across the board. I, so, do I even have ratings on those? You do. You oh. do. And I must so, have just rated them on memory because I don't watch Lethal Weapon at all. Well, you should because... I've enjoyed them. I just, honestly, I I had a friend quote them to me the other day, our friend Dusty, and I was like, I, I don't know what you're quoting. And he kept repeating. I'm like, I don't know what you're quoting. And it, it was one of the Lethal Weapons. I was like, dude, I like him. I just, I haven't, I don't watch him. Fantastic. My <laughs> introduction to Mel Gibson and he is, uh, he's awesome. Yeah. And, and so that, that was my, that, that whole series. I, I, I clicked through and I was like, yep, I'm about one and a half on every one of these movies. Hmm. Okay. But I haven't watched those in so long, so that'd be interesting. I, I don't I don't think I have strong feelings on Lethal Weapon. I, I like them. Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who doesn't like Gary Busey? <laughs> okay, so my first first movie, you gave a two. Okay. You gave a two and I give a four. Okay. It was Red Dawn. The original. Oh yeah, Red Dawn sucks. Red Dawn does not suck. When's the last time you've seen it? Uh last year. So I've only 2014 is when we started rating on Letterboxd. Yeah. So actually when I was going through this and I saw some of your lower ratings, I was surprised that I hadn't seen it since then Okay, uh, on a lot of these movies that I was like, oh, I love that movie. What did I give it? And I, I hadn't seen it yet. So yeah. I didn't feel putting those on the list. Had, had you seen Red Dawn as a kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I, I never really saw it as a kid. The story of Russia invading the United States, Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen. You yeah. know, it's a bunch of, bunch of kids that, that run away from when the invasion comes and then they fight back. Mm-hmm. Um 
It's a it's a it's a great movie. It's just cheesy and not all that good. I mean, I don't know how much of that you're holding on to for nostalgia, but like as me seeing it for the first time now, I was like, eh. Invasion of the USA, not yeah. Invasion USA, by the way. Right. Uh, but it's uh, the whole plot line, whole Swayze, the whole Wolverine. Outsiders is better. <laughs> War Games is better. No. Red War- Dawn. War Games is way better. War Games is better. No. And then Red Dawn? Yes. No. Yeah. No. Monster Squad's better. <laughs> Jeez. No. You need to watch it. They didn't remake any of those for a reason. Because Red Dawn, awesome. Awesome no. plot. No. Now that the remake didn't didn't live up to expectations with Thor, but right. that Red Dawn, yeah. that's, that's the first one. That's you number can't five. Pop four stars for Red Dawn. Get out of here. The uh, next one, you gave a two and a half. I gave a four and a half. Okay. That's Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah, whatever. I have no strong feelings about Pretty Woman. I've seen it as a kid. I haven't never seen it as an adult. It's prime romantic comedy. I mean, it it's probably one of the best of all time. And and me saying four and a half, I'm not sure why it didn't get five uh, when I watched it the other day. Not the yeah. other day, but it, uh, I mean, I just don't have. I just haven't seen it since I was a kid. And I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's enjoyable. Would I give it two and a half? Two and a half. That's probably right. I mean, probably I I could see myself maybe if I watched it again as an adult, maybe being like three or three and a half. But I remember even when I was watching more romantic comedies and stuff or or love story movies like City of Angels is one that I remember liking. One Fine Day is one that I remember liking. Um, It's no La La Land, but (laughs) it's not a musical. No, it doesn't have to be. La La Land's a better love story than that is. It's a better comedy. No. Well, I don't know. La La Land has some comedic moments, too. (laughs) It's not a better comedy. Get out of here. Pretty woman. So, pretty woman. I, I, I'm gonna say I'm disappointed in your list right now. Wow. I felt like I picked out some really good divisive ones. I'm just kind of. Eh, I mean, lethal weapon. Well, hey, these are these are your ratings. Pretty I'm woman. Using, so yeah. So if if you don't rate your letterbox correctly, then how? Are, I just don't know. know when the last time I saw it was. Just because I rated it doesn't mean I watched it in 2014. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> so the uh, next one, which we, we brought up already today. Is uh, you gave it three, and uh-huh. I think it is a five. It is uh, old school. Oh, okay, yeah. You get kind of middle of the road, which old yeah. school is one of the the best comedies. Even when I saw it in college, I thought old school was funny, but it was just okay. It wasn't like overly funny. It's no Step Brothers. Oh, it's 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 top of the charts. It's, it's Fra- not, Fra- it's Frank the Take. St- not having Step Brothers. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, it's do okay. one more. So quotable. Perfect movie. Yeah, it's got it's, it's got quotes in it and stuff. It just it's it, so funny. It it was kind of I don't know. It was just fine by me. I, I'm sure I would be three three and a half. And if I, I, watched I it think again. it really took Will Ferrell to that next that next level. Like that, he was a side character in that, and he just went on. Yeah, but that of, was around the same time he was doing like Zoolander, and uh, he'd done a couple other things, right? But he hadn't yeah. really branched off into Anchorman. Right. Or any of the other big ones that came out. This is right before. Anchorman. Yeah, but Anchorman's better than old school. Step no. Brothers is better than old school. Old school. It's not even the. It's not even the third best, or at most, it's the third best Will Ferrell movie. Just off the top of my head. No, old what? school. Do you think old school is better than Step Brothers? Yes. Oh God. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> not even close. When was the last time you seen old school? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while. Is Wedding Crashers better than old school? No. I don't know. I mean, that's no. all kind of the same. I'm just trying to figure out the, how many Will Ferrell movies are better than that. <laughs> I forgot Will Ferrell's in Wedding Crashers. Right. Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Old, old school is funny. I'm not saying it's not funny. 
and you just it, apparently like it a lot more than I do. It's, it's a whole lot, whole lot better. Yeah. Then, then I got Desperado. You oh. gave it a three. Yeah, that's right for Desperado. That's not right for Desperado. Yeah. It was cool when I was younger, but the older I've gotten, it's just okay. Salma Hayek, Antonio Banderas. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it, once upon a time in Mexico kind of retroactively hurt my thoughts of the franchise, but. Oh, I'm not talking about. That no, movie. I know, but I'm just saying sometimes when you do something in a later movie and you're just kind of like, oh, maybe I, this was so bad. Maybe I didn't like the other one as much as I did. And then maybe like I the went Matrix. back and watched it. Yeah. Honestly, I, th- I, I have a hard time going back and watching the original Matrix because of kind of the taste left in my mouth after two and three. I can completely understand it. I still think it's a great movie, but yeah, I mean, Desperado three is fine. It's a straightforward Robert Rodriguez action. It's probably his best movie. Yet. He doesn't make very good movies anymore, but. No, Selma Hayek. I mean, that was the that was her intro. Yeah. To to me as a young <laughs> young man. Right. And uh, Antonio Banderas and Steve Buscemi and uh, all that. Those are yeah. It, it's it's just, a fun movie. It's a it's an awesome movie. Three three and a half. What did what did you have it? That's a five. Oh God. That's, no. That's a five star action movie. How is Desperado five stars? Selma Hayek. Well, yeah, that's how. No. So you're saying it's on par with like Die Hard and T2 and... Yeah. No. No. Yeah. It's on that same level. Absolutely. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just listed... I mean, exactly. Die Hard, T2. Yeah. yeah. Desperado's not at that level. That, that's a crazy yeah. statement. And then my last one, which I was very disappointed in your rating on this one. You gave it three again. Okay. It's one of the best sports movies of all time. What? Tin Cup? No. I just rewatched that in the last few months. <laughs> that movie is so cheesy. It's not the best sports it's movie. Rom com, sports movie. No. Everything about it, gut wrenching. No, it's not. It's dated. It's not all that interesting. It's got a few funny parts, maybe. Fantastic movie. I can't no. believe I can't believe you don't even. No, no, it's okay. I mean, three is fine. Three is me saying, yeah, it's on the positive side of average, but it's. What did you give it? That's a five. Oh, my God. You give away fives like. For romantic King comedy. Halloween. <laughs> no, that's romantic comedy. Boom. Right there. It doesn't get better than that. No. No. Yes. What, a... What's a better rom com than, uh, than uh, Tin Cup? Better rom com. See? None. I don't know. I just don't think I don't see a lot of them, so they don't all come to mind. I'm caught off guard by having to try and think of stuff like that. I listed a few older ones. City of Angels isn't really a rom com. Yeah. Um. I don't know, but I, Tin see? Cup. Tin Cup was just. I don't have to know other rom coms to know that that one. When I watched it, was the best not a okay. five star rom com. No. That's no. A, yes. Fantastic. I don't. It's so basic. It's there's nothing that basic the, that the, the only the, thing, the, the end scenes basic the, the only the thing, him playing that, that's with, the only thing I like about it is the end scene everything else leading up to that's just dumb I I mean it's it's just fine it's it does it's nothing to set itself apart from anything else oh, I disagree with that completely completely no Every, but, everything about that movie. you're way too easy with that, your five star movies no I just picked five star movies <laughs> no I'm saying you give out five stars way too easy per, so per category yeah. Per category. Per category. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you did a good job on the list because all those movies, I mean, 
with the exception of Lethal Weapon, I'm just like, yeah, they're fine. They're not great, but they're... Well, not. That's where I, I erred on the, the gap of stars. Yeah. So that's where, and I went for more ones that I love. Yeah. No, I went more for like the visceral reaction. I knew that you didn't like as yes. much any of these. That because I yours were terrible movies that you chose. Not true. So... It's like you bashing on Nolan and then constantly giving him four and a half ratings on Letterboxd. The fact that he doesn't know how to end his movies. You still give him a four the and a half. He's an- doing something right. The most anticlimactic director in history. He's doing something right. You keep rating him high. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, statistically, if we're going on Letterboxd ratings, Nolan is like your top director. On anticlimactic No, endings. on just ratings. He has, he has some good movies, but he just <laughs> right. doesn't know how to end them. I know. I don't know. I I feel like I need to go research some of these movies now and rewatch some of them. I'm not rewatching Ten Cup because I just rewatched it not too long ago, but I could revisit the Lethal Weapon series. I could watch Old School again to try and figure out what's going on. But I just watched Scott Pilgrim, and I will never watch 2001 again. Scott Pilgrim is going to be at the movie theater as a yeah. Ready Player One throwback. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again tonight just because I love it. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll watch all these tonight. You should. You should. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for the April preview episode of Two Views Movies. Be sure to like us, follow us online, subscribe to the podcast, and we will catch you next time. 